0: Oh, hey guys, it's me, Taylor Swift. That's right, the very famous Taylor Swift, the country music artist and the pop star and uh, the best friends of Selena Gomez. It's me, Taylor Swift. I'm just here to talk about a new web series called I Hate You (laughs) Too. That's the thing I say to Kanye West every single night when I call him on my phone, on my snake phone. Um, So me, Taylor Swift, I just want to promote this new web series called I Hate You Too. A comedy web series about two trashy millennial roommates dishing out the love and the hate. (laughs) Kevin and Ally may think they have golden futures ahead of them in Chicago, but only if they can manage their psycho mid-twenties. Whoa! That's right, my whole career from red to reputation to lover, that was my psycho mid-twenties. Boys, only want love if it's torture. Remember from my song? So, this show stars Mindy Shore, Marlene Slaughter, Jordan Gleaves, Madison Freeland, and more. More than that? Is my buddy, is my arch nemesis Scooter Braun going to show up? I hope not. That guy stinks. He's a bucket of turds, that guy. Scooter Braun... More like Scooter Yawn. (laughs) That's the meanest thing I could ever say to that person. Uh, So, you could watch Season 1 streaming on YouTube or Instagram. And all six episodes are available online for your viewing pleasure. So, here's the thing. It's ridiculous. It's current. And it's fun. What more could you ask of it? And it has an endorsement from me, Taylor Swift. So why don't you just shake it off and become a lover of this show. I'm Taylor Swift, and I'm Taylor Swift.
1: Were you recording when you sang that?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> oh,
2: I was. Oh, okay. yeah, of course. Right. He's like, of course. Right. Yeah, 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 That's your cold open right there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, it's just up, you like,
0: alone singing uh, I know, uh, I, uh, Justin, <laughs> like, you have a Kermit impression, too. So, like, what do you, like... Like, could you, like, give us a little taste of that?
2: Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> we got Kermit on Why cameo trip here in this episode. There so many
2: songs about rainbows, but what's
0: on, on the other, other side? side. Rainbows are visions, visions but only illusions. illusions. Rainbows have nothing, nothing to hide. Let's start the episode! Click.
1: <laughs> Remember that record that you bought me, like two years ago? Well, I just remembered that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up, just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to it. I've been meaning to listen. To do that, why don't you come over and talk about it? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Why don't you come over
0: and talk about it? It's I've been mean to watch that with special guest, uh Aaron Kaufman and Justin Klett <laughs> meep me, <meep, laughs> pew! <laughs> just Road runner. It's a crossover episode. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to. I've been mean to. Whoa, 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 whoa! Watch that. Watch that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? I just, I just saw a ghost in the room. Um. Oh. <laughs> I saw like. It's me. I'm the ghost. No, it was like the ghost of Christmas Past. It's the freakiest thing on earth the most disturb <laughs> okay. it's like that thing is more dis- <laughs> great. that thing's more disturbing than anything on like hereditary <laughs> like
3: <laughs> honestly i agree it's so gross cr- it's,
0: it's like it's like a young body it's like a young child ghost but it has like the the face of like a leathery corpse <laughs> like oh, it's the worst okay so welcome to i've been meaning to watch that the podcast where we watch movies would be mean to watch and use that as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. So, and this is our Christmas episode? Whoa! It's actually December right now when we're recording this. Oh,
3: absolutely! All the snow around. Oh,
0: we're
3: like, oh, it doesn't oh, snow oh, in I Washington, just saw a murder. Which is
1: where oh, I'll be. Um.
0: Well, welcome to the show. Welcome to our very special Great. off, like off format Christmas episode where, where we're going to discuss the Muppet Christmas Carol.
1: Why do you say things like that? Like you expect me to join in with you? Because you
0: should. Because we should support each other as like co-hosts. <laughs> we
3: support each
0: other? You know, I supported you when. Um,
1: it was like two episodes ago that you were talking about replacing me. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> shit! Oh my god!
0: <laughs> I don't know with that attitude. Maybe that was, that was a joke. Mm, dropping real shit. Okay. <laughs> well, the well, tea. <laughs> speaking of the tea, Kermit drinks that, and today.
3: This was a Christmas episode. Yes.
2: I've been to see. We're drinking cocoa. This is Christmas. <laughs> with peppermint. <laughs> And marshmallows, peppermint schnapps. <laughs> Get it together,
1: Andrew. I have like hot cocoa and like peppermint
0: vodka. if You guys. Want oh! To oh, down. So uh, okay, so like on the s- subject bash. really quickly, like <laughs> what are your Christmas like go-to treats like that you like to snack on during the holidays?
3: Uh, a hot uh, cocoa and peppermint vodka. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she. That's what Ezra uh, snacks on. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just, like,
0: walking to, like, work or going to the (laughs) store.
3: (laughs) Where's the vodka? It's frozen vodka and ice cubes.
0: (laughs) I like a good egg.
1: Yeah, and I snack on them separately, too. It's, like, just pure, like, peppermint vodka frozen into ice cubes. It's, like,
2: one sip of vodka, one sip of cocoa, and then you just switch it around in your mouth. Yes.
0: You You just pack it in, like, a Tupperware. (laughs) You just, like...
2: (laughs) Have a good day at the playground. <laughs> I packed you some vodka. <laughs> I packed you on
0: vodka. I, I wrote your name on the bag. It's like leaking vodka. <laughs> it's a
2: no, little it's like sticky a, note in there that says I love you. No, it's like
3: an actual... You know how like people hide uh, alcohol in those plastic bags? I mean, oh, the yes. paper bags. Yeah, that yeah, that. Like lunch bags. Like, is that, but the name is on
2: it. <laughs> it is. The name is on there, but also some orange slices. Yeah. <laughs> orange slices. <laughs>
0: Oh, like what are you like? Okay, so um, yeah, I person, I personally like. I I know where like, I don't really like a lot of Christmas snacks, but I like a good, um, I like a good eggnog. Like, I feel like it's gross. You, you think eggnog's it's gross? Eggnog. <laughs> oh, you, yeah, I, I, it is kind of gross. Honestly, it is like drinking half and half, but like I like drinking half and half.
3: It's weird. I so for Christmas treats, um. My mom makes these, like, these like Ritz crackers, mm-hmm. or just, you know, plain old crackers, if I can't brand name. <laughs> um, and then you put peanut butter in the middle, and then you dip them in either milk chocolate um, or almond bark as well. Oh, so like, I do love a good. Something. So there's, like, both of them. Yeah. Oh, and it's, like, specifically Christmas treat because she only makes them around then, and it, oh, it's so fucking good.
2: Hmm. Sounds amazing.
0: By the way, so we're sponsored by Zesta, Sounds... so you can't say the name Ritz, so...
3: Okay, yeah. yeah. So those round crackers that are buttery. <laughs> I
2: you know, we're, from Nabisco, but, not, from Nabisco,
3: not, but uh, not, not, a, not the ones we can't no, no, no,
2: say co- yeah.
0: We're a purely dry and salty podcast over here at I've Been Meaning to Watch That. <laughs> um, so welcome to I've Been Meaning to Watch That. Um, and today we're going to celebrate our Christmas. Oh, Justin, what are your Christmas snacks, by the way?
2: Oh, um every year my dad gets a thing of eggnog and almost nobody drinks it <laughs> except for like specific periods of time. And so we're basically racing to drink it before
0: it goes bad. I am like, I like am the only one in my family that likes eggnog. Is there eggnog. like... So like, it is pretty, I relate to that
1: like, okay, so I don't like eggnog, but I know people who do, and I've heard that there's, like, no good eggnog around here. Is there, like, a go-to that you have?
2: Um, not really. I think it's, like, Prairie Farms that my dad gets. Oh,
1: okay.
2: Yeah. Which is technically around here, I guess. Yeah. It's it's a local brand. Uh, I didn't know
3: that.
2: It's not countrywide. What? Right?
3: And that just just blew my mind. Yeah. (laughs) I'm great upset. Is not a national brand. I can't have my Prairie Farms anywhere
0: <laughs> As else. someone who hasn't, like, lived in the Midwest for, like, a bit, it's, it's like, weird to hear Country Farms and, like, all those brands now. I'm from New Jersey.
3: <laughs> Excuse me. This is the Prairie, not the
1: country.
0: <laughs> um, what's it called?
1: Yeah, you want Country Farms, you go to Texas. Oh, Texas. God. oh yeah, yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Get that mm-hmm. good Texas eggnog. Exactly. The, the Texas eggnog. The, the which is the, just that a glass Doesn't sound real, whiskey. but I'm sure
1: that like
3: they have it. Yeah, better, I feel like just, Texas like, is else. probably the worst place to have eggnog
0: because it's so, oh, hot. <laughs> it's so hot, it's yeah.
2: hot. Our bad. Texas, <laughs>
0: our Texas listeners are going to be very angry. They're going to write us. Um, it.
2: Texas, chunky eggnog? Have you tried Evan
1: Williams eggnog before? No, because that heck? sounds disgusting. Egg what is Williams? <laughs> uh, it's like Evan Williams, like <laughs> I the said egg whiskey Williams. brand, but like <laughs> mm, egg. Williams?
3: <no. laughs> yeah, <Ugh. No. laughs>
1: it's like the most disgusting whiskey that I've ever had, and it like made me almost vomit. <gasps> like, so I don't just, drink the just from egg sniffing out. it.
2: <laughs> as far as like drink pairings, we're going so far off topic. <laughs> but as far as drink this pairings, Muppet episode. I think. Uh, <laughs> Eggnog goes best with rum.
1: Hey, real talk though, to like bring this back to the Muppets. I guess. <laughs> uh, do you think that Kermit ever has
3: any uh, like whiskey?
2: He's married tea? to Miss Piggy. Oh, I, I absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> that is one hundred like, percent. Not, like,
3: like, that is not a happy
2: household.
3: I think I see it more like a rum and coke kind guy who's just like always got it like, in his dressing room.
2: It's just a bottle of Jack with a five yeah. o'clock shadow. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Like, he goes off from stage, like, oh. you know, like, ah, ah, ah,
0: he goes back to his dressing room, just plops in his
1: chair and takes a big Oh, drink. so you guys so like I have to energy It's right. like,
0: Kermit no, no, goes no. to his study to, like, hide from his three crappy kids. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he, like, comes out staggering. He's like, you know, I have to drink just to stay with you. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, but honestly, like...
3: Taking it back to this episode and everything, he has like eight thousand children in this show, and half of them are pigs, and half of them are frogs. Well, okay. and don't get
0: okay, but like <laughs> okay, four.
3: <laughs> there was four definitely pigs. two pigs. At least. Oh, my two theory pigs, is, two, two, is that
0: they're child pigs. actors. Oh. That like they. Yeah, I grew up
3: in a family <laughs> with four act.
1: brothers, so like
3: eight thousand to mean like. Four. <laughs> four exactly
0: right, right well real quick we all well, i
3: mean i go ahead go ahead i was gonna say that if you if you know me you know i exaggerate so <laughs> eight thousand means four frogs yeah. do lay a lot of <laughs>
0: eggs you know like
3: it's, it's eggs, right?
0: yeah but pigs don't
3: i don't know pigs don't lay eggs like pigs don't lay a lot wait, of wait, eggs wait wait
0: wait i don't know we're, we're not going to speculate about, about it just doesn't
3: that doesn't work like, you know. does, does she lay the eggs for the frogs but no. not the pigs <laughs>
0: well well we all know we all know, know that all
2: welcome back to the podcast where we deconstruct muppet birth <laughs>
0: <laughs> we all know that all frogs are boys and all pigs are girls by the way <laughs> like scientifically
2: that's how that works guys. yeah
0: okay so welcome to the show um thanks for this is this is Aaron and justin by the way um this is our guest and, so off the and this 10 minutes in we, we haven't even begun like and uh here's ezra too um and uh oh yeah i'm here <laughs> so today we're gonna be talking about oh, like yeah. uh Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> the muppet christmas carol and uh let's get let's start by like going around the horn let's start with like justin last because he's like the muppet he, he's like the most familiar with like the muppet iconography <laughs> he, <laughs> I am he, is he is the, is muppet. the muppet um yeah, like, uh... My goal is for you to never have me back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, oh, boy.
1: Like, yeah, I'll be on your bitch-ass podcast.
2: <laughs> on your bitch-ass
0: yes, <laughs> I like <it>. Okay, <laughs> so let, let's go around the horn and, like, talk about, like, um our, like, general thoughts on the Muppets and our relationship to the Muppets. Like, well, except for Justin, because we all know Ju- Carol Spinney's inside of him. But, <laughs> yes,
3: Ezra, do you want to go first?
1: I mean, I talked to Andrew a little bit about this earlier. Uh, I don't really have, like, like, I, I don't really have strong feelings about the Muppets, I guess. Like, eh, they're okay. <laughs> um, they're cute. Is anim- animals are Muppets, right? Yeah. Yeah. I animals are uh, I guess my closest relation is that uh, when I had red hair and uh, I was a freshman in high school, um, one of my teachers, uh, like, called me animal because I would put my head down on my desk and, like, oh. my hair was on my face all the time. <laughs> oh, and, like, oh man. Bullying, like, sanctioned by teachers. Yikes. Oh. Did
2: you play the drums, though?
1: I, I did, well, I wanted to really badly, but I, like, do not have the rhythm for it, I guess. I uh-huh. I can, like, sing, I can- play instruments, but that is one
0: instrument. I remember I in high school, you used to, to do a lot of these guttural, <laughs> like, growls, too. Like, so that might have been it, too. Yeah. Like, rah, 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 just, like, in... That, that's how, like, that was yeah. your part in, like, the, our choir concerts. is like, you would, like... <laughs> <laughs> You'd be <changed>. yeah. <laughs> to a piano yeah. and like growl. Yeah, they
1: had to um, venture into some like different genres because of me. Like I brought like a, a metal element, like a metal element of animals.
0: Just yeah. like us seeing um, like I, a garbage U2 song and you would be growling. <laughs> <just> like...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So I kind of be like trying to play Viva La Vida or something.
0: <laughs> so uh, uh, Aaron, what are your thoughts on the Muppets?
3: Um, I, I kind of feel the same way as Ezra. Um, I, I never had that nostalgia aspect with them, because I, I teachers. never watched <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my oh, homeschool ass, by my <laughs> and my <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding, Mom, I love you. Um, no, I didn't have that, like, nostalgia thing with Muppets. I never watched it when I was young. Um, when and I kind of we feel like you young. have to have that a little bit, because, like, when I see them now, they just kind of annoy me. I like. Jesus. I think Kermit's good, and I think some Justice of them are so I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I feel like some of them are okay, and then others I'm just like, Ugh. honestly though, I hate Miss Piggy, but she is me, which is why I hate Aww.
2: her.
0: <laughs> so. um, as for me, like I kind of like, um, I I remember in high school having like a really big Muppet phase, where I would like, I was, like, very obsessed with them, like, with, um, I love the Muppet movie, like, as a kid, I remember watching Great Muppet Caper, um, that was, like, what, the, the joke about, like, uh, we're gonna catch them red-handed, what color are their hands now, Uh, (laughs) like, that joke is pretty good, and, like, I, that, that joke, that's a joke I remember specifically, and, like, really enjoying, as, like, a kid, and, like, Finding that very funny, um, but like watching it back, like watching some of those like um, in in high school, I had like a real deep appreciation for them, and I was like, and
1: you keep saying in high school, and I keep thinking that you're about to say like, oh yeah, in high school I had like the biggest crush on Miss Piggy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, one one hundred p. Like that's
3: where Andrew's <laughs> furry phase began. <laughs>
0: uh,
3: no, I agree. I actually. Like, Muppet Treasure Planet, that, or Treasure Island, sorry, Muppet Treasure Island.
2: Muppet Treasure Planet would be so good. That (laughs) would
3: be so crazy. Um, I mean, same premise, same story. But um, Muppet Treasure Island, that was the shit. I do remember liking that movie. That was probably one of the only movies of the Muppets we saw, but it was so good. Actually, speaking of crushes, I had a big crush on the the child actor. (laughs) Not a child, but at the time, he was my age.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you like emphasize child actor. Yeah, I was like, minute.
0: Like, <laughs> <I actually?" laughs> <laughs> you know, the episode's great when I'm the one trying to get people on track. <laughs> like, um, I am the de facto Kermit of the group. Anyways, yeah. Uh, uh um, yeah. So I remember loving uh, the the those original three movies, and I was like really excited for the Jason Segel like ad- like revival of those movies. Um, which is, I thought, like, looking back at it, like, I watched a little bit of it today. And it's like, it holds up. It's very wholesome. Like, Jason Siegel did a good job of, like, main giving the characters, like, integrity. I know it's not the same as, like, obviously, like, Jim Henson or whatever. But he did a good job of, like, keeping to the spirit of the characters and, like, making them lovable. And, like, uh, Brett McKenzie from Fly the Concords, like, wrote the songs. And those songs are great. So, I don't know. I thought it was, a, I, and... Then, like, the movie after that, like, Muppets Most Wanted, wasn't as good because they switched from Jason Siegel to Ricky Gervais, which is, like, switching from Sprite to a LaCroix that you spit in. So, like, it's...
3: You mean all LaCroix?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, a LaCroix comes pre-spit. Yeah, I know. I was just about to say, LaCroix
1: tastes like somebody already spit in it, but, like, right after they, like ate a lime or whatever yeah. flavor.
0: <laughs> Essence of lemon. Yeah. Like,
2: LaCroix <laughs> tastes like a flavor that's being conveyed to you via charades. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: But like after that, like I kinda just like um after like kinda going through my Muppet phase, I c I kinda just like um I look back at him and I enjoy him generally. I like those first three movies a lot and I like that new I like the Jason Siegel Muppets. Um but like it's I I it doesn't like hold up as much for me like for, for example, like, Toy Story, which is, like, an icon, like, which is, like, the franchise, the childhood franchise that, like, has stuck with me to this day. And, like, I can look back on it and, like, still really enjoy, like, and get something out of, like, each time. With, with the Muppets, it's, like, kind of, like, it's, like, comparing um, Toy Story to, like, um, uh, the Muppets, it's kind of like comparing, like, 30 Rock to Community, where, like, they're both like zany wacky shows but like um Community does a little more about like exploring like you know loneliness and like humanity and like existence and like blah 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 when like uh the Muppets can like the Muppets can be profound the Muppets can be educational and like you know wholesome but it's also like very there's less of an of an internal logic to those guys it's like it really varies from yeah. movie to movie of like what they they're they're whatever the joke or the story needs them to be.
3: Um, yeah, that's a good point. I kind of feel like the Muppets are always just, like, there as fillers to move the story along, but they're not, a like, the story's not about them. Yeah. Except for some of the newer stuff, like the Muppets movie they made.
0: So what about you, j
2: Dog? <laughs> oh, I'm just the target demographic for this. <laughs> uh, everything about the Muppets, I just, I love. I was the right age... When all of the movies came out, um, I was just old enough to have seen the Muppet movie first, and then the newer stuff came out, and Kermit sounded weird, and I didn't like it.
0: Like from uh, um, Muppet, uh, like uh, Christmas Carol?
2: Yeah, like uh, I think the first new Muppet movie that I saw was Muppet Treasure Island. Uh, Muppet Treasure Island was again, I think, the first of the new ones, and honestly, Muppet Treasure Island is my number one post Henson uh, Muppet movie, hmm. just because Tim Curry is the best Muppet in the entire movie. <laughs> but yeah, I just I'm I'm a huge Muppet fan. I love puppetry. I love voice acting. This is the perfect marriage of the two, and yeah, I I, I I'm finding it hard to articulate how much I. Love this stuff.
0: Like, uh, what I found in like life is like when people have a harder time articulating things, it's because there is so much. It's because there is like it you was... want to word it correctly. So like, I think it really comes through how much these characters like mean to you and how much it, like. Yeah. So like, yeah. It's like how many
2: ways can I say I love this before it becomes repetitive and annoying? Twice.
0: So okay.
3: <laughs> okay Twice. Yeah, that's the infinite number. Well, I'm done.
2: <laughs>
0: okay so um we're we're here to talk about Muppet Treasure Island and uh let's talk let's go through a little bit about like what what a relationship with the movie was before seeing it
3: I I thought I had seen it but when I watched it I really didn't remember a thing. so I was like maybe I haven't seen it (laughs) um I feel like it's just because I knew the story and so maybe I just thought it was like something I've seen before, but I actually don't think I had before watching it for this. Yeah, I had not seen it before. Um, what year is it from? 1992. I looked it up.
0: Yeah. Good job. You did the bare minimum. I have a lot them. of facts, actually. <laughs> I have some behind-the-scenes stuff too. I have, I have, I have um. a little bit, but, but like.
3: Well, we came more prepared, Andrew. Oh so. no! This is why you have.
1: a
2: Yeah, they account. have like pages of notes, <laughs> and I'm like sweating over. here. <laughs> I do a radio show for <laughs> movie review stuff, so I'm used to this. We'll plug, plug. that at the end. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll plug that at the end. Sorry. <laughs> yes. So okay.
0: Um. So yeah, like I knew Michael Kane was in it. I knew he was like the, um, which uh, Michael Kane I didn't really know. A lot of his stuff outside of the bat, like the Christopher Ooh. Nolan movies. Um, I just knew he did like that. Do not go gently into that dark night, or whatever he says. That's
3: exactly
0: <laughs> <like. laughs> what The Dark Knight is quote. Batman. <laughs> like you know, whatever. And like, like he didn't so like this is, comedy is like, and, and I awesome. but he's always a guy I like. I always I love I love a good Michael Caine performance. So like he has a lot of dignity. And, like, uh, he he can be a, like, he's been a punchline in, like, the, this internet age. But, like, he is reliable. He's a reliable character actor who, like, and, like, he's been doing this for, like, so long. He's been doing this, like, he's been acting for so long and, like, has this very long, dignified career, which is, like, really cool.
3: Well, and I feel like he's a pretty upstanding guy. I mean, I'm sure there's... I'm sure there's something about him, but I feel like as far as white old men in Hollywood go, I feel like
0: Jay walk. Like, Pretty cool. He'll
3: be- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Also, I just have to say, cause we're talking about like Kane. I looked him up on Wikipedia and there's literally like a sound clip for his voice that just says like Michael Kane's voice. So it's, he's that famous. <laughs> like, how, much do, his
2: voice. how much do you want to bet it's just him saying, hello, my name is Michael Kane? Ma- it says Cain. from the
3: BBC program. <laughs> so like, so <it's> <laughs> <probably, Yeah>. like... <laughs> Oh,
0: so like, okay, let's talk about Michael Caine in this movie. Like, <laughs> so, he, he did an amazing job. He, yeah, like he's like, um, so the thing he wanted to do with this movie is he wanted to play it very straight. He didn't want to like, ham it up and like do like oh i'm talking to a puppet like wink wink type thing he just wanted to play scrooge and like to counteract with um these characters and like with the muppets i
2: actually have a quote if you want to hear it okay uh a quote from him saying i'm going to play this movie like i'm working (laughs) with the royal shakespeare company i will never wink i will never do anything muppety I'm going to play this role as if it's an overly dramatic role and there are no puppets around me. Hmm. So, like, that was his strategy from day one.
3: Yeah, I feel like he accomplished it
2: pretty yeah. well.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I like how he, like, took it super seriously because, mm-hmm. like, it's, it would be so easy to just make it, like, hey, i a kid's show. Like, it's just making me money. Um, but, no, I feel like that's really, that's really cool.
0: Like, with... Michael, with Michael Caine, I kind of wanted to like, I almost like, he was so good in this that I wanted to see him just do a straight adaptation of this. I just wanted to watch that. I would, I would rather like, not rather, like, I would love to just see like, you know, him acting against people and like humans and just like Mm. do it straight. And like, because like, the, the issue I have with this movie a little bit is how sometimes the to- the tones of the two, you know, Michael Caine as a, doing a straightforward adaptation of The Christmas Carol and, and like, the Muppets themselves. Sometimes the, it had a—it was a very, very delicate, like, tone to strike. And I think they did it for the most part, but— I wish they kind of, part of me wishes they went, either went one way or the other more so, you know?
3: It felt a little, um, like, patchy, I think, because of that. Like, there was, like, moments that were, like, super intense. I actually, that was one of the things I wrote the most about it, was that it's, like, A Christmas Carol is kind of an intense story, and doing it with the Muppets made it almost like, oh, this is children-friendly, and then all of a sudden it's, like, Really deep shit, <laughs> like, um, and so I just kind of felt like it was like the juxtaposition was kind of weird.
2: In the defense of of the movie, uh, Jim Henson's son Brian directed it, and this was his first time out. Yeah. Right. yeah. Plus, it was good, It was only two years David, after Jim right. Henson died. Yeah. So this was their was like first Muppet first... project after Jim Henson yeah. died. Yeah. yeah. Which
3: must have been really difficult to do because this is a really. Like this is a, I feel like this is a really familial kind of um, story. Yeah. And especially with like, you know, his son Tiny Tim and like that kind of stuff. Um, or what's the guy's name? Bob.
2: Bob Cratchit. Yeah, Bob,
3: Bob Cratchit and Tiny Bob Tim and everything, Cratchit. and I couldn't help but feeling like that would have been really difficult for somebody who just lost a father.
2: Yeah, oh, I didn't even well, think of that. I, mean, oh, sh- there is such I a, didn't even
0: think of that. Wow.
2: I mean, there is such an underlying current.
0: I was thinking more about like how you know, it was sad that Frank Oz was performing this character without Jim Henson by his side. I was thinking about how sad that Mm, was,
2: but there is this underlying current under everything of there is hope past the darkness. Right. And I feel like this was as therapeutic for the Muppeteers themselves as it is much a message that they were sending out to other people. Like, maybe Maybe this was them working through it.
0: Yeah. It felt felt like...
1: It's not the kind of depth that I was expecting from this episode. I I have puppet
2: feelings.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Ezra was, like, basically, like, I think this episode will be, like, 30 minutes. Like, there's nothing here. No, that's not what I was saying. I was
1: just saying that I don't like think that there is as much to talk about. I, so I'm glad I, that you came up with talking points. Yeah, like
0: what are your thoughts on like Michael Caine in this movie? Like do you think he like nailed um, it? Or like what do you think? Me? <laughs> yeah. I think that
1: uh yeah, I think he did pretty well. I do think that uh it was a little um distracting like the fact that uh the Muppets were there and that it was a Muppet movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just because, like, uh, his performance would have been interesting to watch on its own. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, and yeah. there were times yeah. where, like, uh, it was difficult for me to um, pay attention uh, because, like, I wasn't sure which direction
3: they were going with it. Um, I also kind of feel like we, a lot of us said the same thing about, like, oh, the, the Muppets are kind of distracting, um, but also... It's a Muppets Christmas Carol, yeah. so yeah. we do kind of have to like give it grace because we knew that was going to happen. Like, you know, and when you go into something, but like I thought that Muppets it was going label, to
1: be like more lighthearted and that they oh, weren't going to do the same type of you know what, uh, story I think as, as a Christmas Carol. Is. Is. You know what
0: this feels like? It feels like um, so th- the Muppets this the this iteration of the Muppets at least it feels like community theater, and it feels like they got like you know like. A guy who's like played like they got Michael Caine, like the big star, like the re, like the regional like who's done like regional theater or whatever to like come in and like attract a little star power, but but like the rest of the cast are like a little more amateurish. Like Kermit does hold his own against um, Kermit holds his own against Michael Caine, um, but like some of the performances, if I watch them, like if this was like a, a community theater play, I would like walk out. Like Mr. Mister Honeydew's performance as one of those characters is like, well, Scrooge, you gotta stop. Me. Like, just like, <laughs> shut up. Like, I hate you. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're, throw the lines away. What are you doing? <laughs> and I feel like
3: that also has something to do with, like, if you know the Muppets, then you're going to like that. Because it's like, if you if you're a huge fan of it, you're going to like all the little plugs that they do for each one of their Muppets. But if you don't really know them, it's kind of like, what the fuck is happening?
2: I mean, to be fair, they stuck very close to the book.
0: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you have to have a high IQ to watch Rick and Morty. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. Sorry. That's all I thought about when you said that. Okay. Like, so like, um, yeah, so they stuck pretty closely to the, um, they stuck pretty closely to the um, book. Like, it's pretty straightforward. Like, they, they like, some of the passages were, like, lifted from the book into the movie, mm-hmm. which, like, I appreciate that integrity of, like, okay, we don't want to, like, go too overboard uh, with, like, right. you know, disrespecting the text or whatever.
3: Well, and actually, on the subject of the writing and everything, too, I think it was a really cool choice to have, like, Charles Dickens as a character yes um which was Gonzo uh,
2: well where else are you gonna put it? right
3: I mean well and I I was reading something that said Gonzo was maybe gonna be a different character like, I think he was gonna be one of the ghosts
2: very briefly he was going to be Christmas future right, I could see right. That. and like, then
0: at, when like,
3: uh,
2: not talk though
3: Jerry Jewel one of the longtime uh, writers of the Muppets he was the one who was writing it and he was like no I wanna have Dickens like narrate this um because it's his story and everything, yeah. and so then he decided he's like, Gonzo is the perfect character for that. I, I think it
0: was Gonzo cool. because, like, he was the most unlikely character to do it. Like, he was oh, yeah. like a weird yeah. choice.
3: He's also kind of the most likable, aside from Kermit, I would think.
0: I like he's Gonzo. He's also a lot. the one who. Sorry. I love Gonzo. Like, he's. He's yeah. so. He's a weirdo, but, like, I, I really like him. He's supposed to be a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> But Gonzo
2: is also the one who, of all the Muppets, he's the most on the outside. And so oh. it makes the most sense that he's on the outside of the story until the very end.
0: Oh, I like that. I like that. Like, so Gonzo and Rizzo are like kind of like the golden, Guild in the stern and Rosencrantz of like the movie where they're kind of like outside of it, like commenting on it. And like, Gonzo is given this omniscient power to like kind of Like, to, like, watch out, like, kind of, like, narrate what's happening. Like, he's going to appear
3: right now. Which, like. Like, helping the people who just really don't get it.
0: Yeah, this is, this is for children. This is a children's movie. Like, this, I imagine, like, yeah.
3: Justin really wants to say something. Just talk over him.
2: Well, he's not, he doesn't have a mission power. He's the storyteller. Yeah. Once you reach the end of the movie and – I mean, spoiler alert, the end of the movie. uh, But once you reach the end of the movie and Scrooge has been uh, redeemed, there are little cues that show he's no longer omniscient because the story has caught up to him. Like he's making footprints in the snow. Characters are suddenly seeing them in the street and acknowledging them and like turning their heads to look at them. They're no longer invisible storytellers – because this is now current time. Oh, I like that.
3: That's cool. Yeah, I didn't like really pick yeah. up on that.
2: No, I saw a uh, like a twelve years later uh, where Brian Henson and Dave Goals were watching it, and uh, Brian Henson pointed it out, and Dave just looked at him and was like,
3: "I never knew that." <laughs> <laughs> is Dave the voice of concept?
0: Yes. So like, Riz- like, what do you guys think of like Rizzo accompanying? Gonzo in the in like the narrative. I mean,
2: it's Abbott and Costello. They're they're they're, they're a combo.
0: Does Rizzo I, hang I out with gonna Gonzo? Gonzo like, I've never, never seen, seen that It's just before. gonna be
2: awkward sexual tension. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there was that moment where like Rizzo kisses Gonzo on the nose. I was like, what? That's the weirdest I like, just gonna punchline. I kisses him on the
3: lips. So I was like, I didn't see that
0: part. <laughs> I
2: guarantee. I
0: guarantee
2: that was a take that went on for just like a second longer, and they kept it.
0: That is really funny to like, like, they're not shutting they got, off the yeah. camera. Mwah. Just like.
2: No, you don't shut off the camera with Muppets. They are professional
0: improvers. You don't do that. That's really weird. That's like, but that's such a strange button to that scene. The joke was like, Rizzo's like, I'm eating jelly beans. And then like, Gonzo's like, ugh. And then just like, it holds on them. And then like, yeah, he <laughs> yeah. just kisses him on the nose, his beak. Yeah. It was so strange. I mean I mean it's I mean it was funny, but <laughs> like it was like I love it. I love it personally. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I thought it was cute.
0: <laughs> so like but like what kind of like what kind of theater production like I imagine like Brian Henson calling up Gonzo and being like, Hey Gonzo, congrats, you got the part Uh and then Gonzo's like, Yeah, cool. Uh can I invite my scumbum friend to my car just n- Hang out with you are me.
1: You're obsessed with the phrase "scumbum."
0: <laughs> can I just like? Oh wait. Can I just have my scumbum friend hang out with me and <laughs> comment <laughs> on this? <it>? Like,
3: <laughs> well, okay, but something that's interesting. I I knew I read this earlier, and so I pulled it up. Um, but on the on the subject of Rizzo, yeah, Rizzo is a fan. I know. Uh, on the subject of Rizzo, it was it's cool that he like like him and Gonzo do have that weird kind of difference in them, but, um, again, uh, Jerry Jewell, the writer, he, he kind of portrayed them as, like, a Greek chorus, um, which is something very theatrical. If you take it back to, like, plays in, you know, the Grecian times and stuff, they had a chorus that was explaining what would happen, basically. Um, I actually played a part like that in a Shakespeare play, um, And it's it's really neat. So I feel like maybe that's why he had like two of them and not just like one person because it wanted to be that chorus. Like I guess chorus means two to him. Well also (laughs) Like two thousand and four.
2: Gonzo is the narrator, Rizzo is the audience surrogate.
0: Yeah, Um, I get I I actually like that. I like that read a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like is Rizzos anybody's favorite Muppet though? Uh, I know somebody who Rizzo is their favorite. Like, hey, I'm from New Jersey. And I, I really that's resonate that's with
2: that's their
0: <laughs> this rat character. Rizzo
2: is a fun Muppet. He's crazy, but he's fun. I can he's see so much really fun. fun.
0: I like, I, my favorite, like, one of my favorite jokes was, like, when the cat was chasing... Rizzo and he's like, No, I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> just like has a, like, <laughs> like that will like keep someone from killing you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we we haven't got we've got so little into the
3: actual movie. <laughs> I feel like we have a lot. We don't have to go through every point. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um I like Aaron, how you yeah. invited me onto something and expected it to not just evolve into tangents i don't know true <laughs> okay so that's what we're
1: banking on <laughs> so
0: rizzo the rat
1: or at least i speak for myself i guess yeah. i don't know about andrew okay. he has his notes and whatever okay
0: okay so let's go into um so we talked about the narrator a little bit uh let's go into this what do you think of the three what do you think of marley and the three ghosts oh marley and marley marley okay
3: no, it was Marley and just another colleague. I think they just uh, added. No, water. it was Marley and Marley. Oh, it was.
2: Yeah, well, in the the book, it was just the one Marley. It was Jacob Marley in the book, but in the movie, it's Jacob and Robert Marley because Bob Marley. Ah. Which I never caught that joke before.
0: Okay, so <laughs> that's how you find. It.
3: I don't like
0: them. The Stadler and Waldorf guys. Because I, don't I like
3: Stadler and Waldorf. It's because I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't like the old men. <sighs> Oh, I'm so oh, sorry, God. Justin. I just—I have never, I know, that's like my, that's just not my humor at all. So I just kind of thought they were like grouchy, mean old men that just reminded me too much of my grandfather. And I was just like, eh, this is not my humor. <laughs> and again, I felt like even though they were playing parts, it's still like you're cameoing the Muppet. So they're still like the Muppet be the Muppet. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of took me out of the that being the Marley, Jacob Marley person. Yeah. It it was. That's just me. How do you feel, Justin?
2: (laughs) I loved it. I mean, I really enjoy Statler and Waldorf. Um, Not because I enjoy the humor. I do. But it's because I enjoy that, like, trope and stereotype of just, like, these really dumb hecklers.
1: Oh, I get that. And, like,
2: I really just
0: enjoy that. Yeah. The song itself is. Uh. The song itself is fine, but, like, the imagery, even even as, like, you know, even if they are Muppets, and even though it's comical generally, the imagery of, like, those characters, like, chained by, like, due to their, like, greed and selfishness in their former life is, like, still kind of provocative and kind of, like, visceral on some level. Even if it is, like, watered down for children. Like, it it is, like, a really... Like, I think that's the strength of, like, the original Christmas Carol, of that that imagery. Um, Even if you do water it down that much.
2: Well, Brian Henson uh, walked a fine line, honestly, on making sure that they were faithful to the material, still showing the imagery, but also making sure it was... It wasn't too scary for kids.
3: Yeah. Um, Okay, you want to talk about, like, not too scary. What the fuck is that Ghost of Christmas Past? I
0: hated it. So you got Muppets,
3: (laughs) you got real people, and then all of a sudden you got animated shit with creepy little girl voices. I
0: was like, no. I was kidding.
2: (laughs) That's animated. That's a puppet. That was a puppet? That's a puppet suspended in water.
3: Oh my god, it did not look like that.
2: No, it okay. looks terrifying. It's awful. Yeah, I, mean, I was
3: trying to figure out what the fuck was the version. The version I watched was also, like, very poor quality. Mm. And it was on a very big <laughs> screen. So I could not really tell what was happening.
2: Uh, no, that was a Muppet suspended in water.
3: I have a lot more respect for it now. No. It's still creepy as fuck.
2: Oh, it absolutely <laughs> is. And compared directly with Christmas Present... Christmas present is so fun to watch. Yeah. Like, all of the exaggerated movements and the secondary movements coming from the robe and the hair and, and everything like that. so, so fun. Yes. Like, that
3: was <gasps> so cool. Like,
0: that must have been, like, a headache.
3: passionate about this.
0: That must have been, like, a headache <sighs> to, like, imagine, like, a, a like, I... <laughs> it's, like, it's mortifying. Like, this movie, I feel, is a technical, m- m- like, it is magical how they get these Muppets to work. How they like, just the sheer amount of puppets, what they do, like the puppets like turning key, even just like simple stuff, like the Muppets turning keys or like walking around or like ice skating at one point. It's impressive. I
3: feel like that's really easy to ignore too. Yeah. Like, especially as a child and stuff. But, um, like, I mean, that, that just doesn't happen with the Muppets. I know in recent years, that movie, uh, Kubo of the three strings or of the two strings or whatever. Oh, so like, good. it's so amazing. And the work that they did for that is incredible. And it was, it's just people don't care. And it sucks. Yeah. Um, but I feel like with the Muppets too, like, especially in this movie, there were a few times that I just had to stop and be like, Actu- they're actually doing this. Yeah. Like, this is not just like animation and stuff anymore. Like, it's nice, no, it's legit. They had those puppets doing that. And that's
2: incredible. And being honest, that's where a lot of my mo- my um, current passion for the Muppets is coming from. Because as a kid, I loved it because motion, color, songs, all these things. But as an adult, I'm seeing the technical parts of the Muppets oh, happening. And I'm seeing people who are passionate and making this happen when this is way too difficult. Nobody should be doing this. Nobody should be forced to walk around in a seven-foot bird suit. But they do it because they love it.
1: They don't have to do this, but they do it because they love us. And they want to make something nice for us. Yeah. Like one people um, are ungrateful.
0: One of the puppeteers (laughs) one of the (laughs) the Muppeteers, like, they had to get soldier surgery because they've been holding up their hand for so long. Like Uh, that's really Yep. They again they do it. I feel like if
2: you're a Muppeteer for any amount of time, you're gonna have shoulder problems.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh Let's get into the songs. Let's get into the songs themselves. Um, the first song is... The, so the songs are written by Paul William. You said,
1: let's get into the songs, and I like just got into this panic because I was thinking, have we been recording this this entire time <laughs> and like not been discussing the like music and then realized that we're discussing a movie?
0: <laughs> like, well, this, is, this is the... Pr- <laughs> by,
1: the
0: <laughs> by the way, we need to take a break. Okay, so uh, that look let's just talk about notable songs we kinda like liked and disliked or whatever, like so the songs are written by Paul Williams, like you know, the composer for the original Muppet movies yes. he, he,
2: also the voice of the penguin from the Batman the animated series
3: so I don't I't don't really feel like many of them were that notable. I mean, it just felt like a a fun
0: children's movie full of the, songs? The song yeah. I feel like the the original Muppet movies, like Moving Right Along, Rainbow Connection, just like, you know, Hey a movie. All those songs are like so memorable and like so like these these feel like B sides to me. These these feel like just like the the runoff pussy. Okay. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs>
3: Justin is really I'm taking.
2: I'm taking so much umbrage with you calling <laughs> "One More Sleep Till Christmas" a B-side
0: song. <laughs> okay,
3: all right. One more sleep <laughs> till Christmas.
0: That was a bop. I. I that's that my favorite. That that to me was the closest to like true Muppet magic. That song in that sequence yeah. is is wholesome. Kermit's there. Like he is like just like the sentiment's really cute and sweet. And like the technical feat of like the Muppets, like kind of like ice skating around and like, you know, do, doing their Rube Goldberg machine with like, you know, cleaning up the shop or whatever. Like that was so, so great.
3: What, what about that, the When Love Is Gone one?
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that a little bit. Is that a
3: good one? Yeah. Let's chat right. about it.
0: It made me cry. Really?
2: Like legit. Wow. Yes. There's no, just seeing Michael Caine behind Bell, seeing that moment where he he remembered being happy, and then he remembered when that happiness ended, and that moment where he broke mm-hmm. was hard. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That was really neat as a character too. I kind of feel like. I hadn't seen that in a lot of the other Christmas Carol adaptations. Um well, I'm pretty sure the Disney one does it even talk about Scrooge having a love? I can't I remember. remember. Um But definitely in this one that like what Justin just said, that was really I think that was really human. And I feel like especially as an adult, like seeing that part, you like I feel like everybody's kind of gone through something like that, whether it be with a love or you know, like an actual person or something, but it was it was interesting to see that moment, and you're like,
2: oh,
3: yeah, I know that feeling too.
2: Like the lineup. About- I feel like in a lot of other Christmas Carol adaptations, that moment is kind of rushed through.
3: Yeah, yeah. And the other, there's like, they focus on other stuff. Yeah.
0: So, like, in the um, apparently Jeffrey Katzen... like, from this was in the theatrical release, but in, in subsequent re releases, Jeffrey Katzenberg. The mastermind behind Shrek and B Movie um, wanted to wanted to cut this song out because there weren't any humans in it, and you know kids would get bored, and so they cut it out of any further DVD DVD releases or like VHS releases because it, against Brian Henson's wishes, like he wanted to keep yeah. it in, which like. I, I Like, that is, like, a big bummer. Like, I love that sequence where, like, Michael Cade's, like, singing behind her. And just, like, he, he sells Michael it. Michael Cade's
3: like, singing?
0: He sells I mean, he go. He's not a professional yeah. singer, but he goes for it. And, like, I think that's more yeah. important. Like, yeah.
2: Honestly, Jeffrey Katzenberg cutting that song is exactly why Jim Henson never wanted to do a movie with a large studio like that is because the large studios could only see oh this is for kids. Jim Henson never made movies for kids. He made them for people who would enjoy it.
3: Whether that be kids or not. Yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. And there are jokes in there for kids, there are jokes in there definitely for
0: adults. So like I will say like about the song it like does after a certain point where I, I do kind of get that Jeffrey Kat, I a little bit of me is on Jeffrey Katzenberg's side of like, okay, but this is long and this is this is happening for a very long time and we get it like it's sad like it's like we get it. I get it a little. Oh my God, we get it. And like when your heart's broken when, and like when Robin coughs like <laughs> like get over it you little bitch like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn I love that the side of you is coming out more on our
0: show for a bitch. Like I've heard of I've heard of Tiny Snick, but Tiny Frog. Oh my god. Rob a tiny frog. Okay. Um Yeah, okay. Um any other songs that were kind of like notable, like really?
2: I would make an argument for um, Bless Us All, sung by Robin.
0: Oh, that was really cute.
2: Because it, Bob Cratchit's family has no reason to be hopeful. They have no context with which to look towards a hopeful future. Bob Cratchit's boss is shitting on him. (laughs) Uh, the family is suffering because paycheck is too small. Robin is bluntly dying. <laughs> so the fact that they are still sitting around being hopeful. And like uh, The song Scrooge. One More Sleep Till Christmas. Yeah. Looking towards the future. Yeah. I, yeah. I just really enjoy that. You're all s- about that sappy shit. <sighs> Fuck you, yeah, I am.
0: The, the, scene, <laughs> yeah. about the scene where yeah. like um, when, you know, in the future... Where, like, um, Robin's dead. And, like, Kermit just, like, kind of, like, that just, he's, he's, like, not crying or anything. He's just, like, trying to get through each day. And, like, that, like, that was, like, surprisingly affecting. Like, that was, like, really, really Um, sad.
3: Yeah, that broke me a little. Yeah,
0: like, for Kermit. For Kermit.
3: I thought it was interesting, that scene, well, the one you are talking about, but, um there was just one moment where Kermit's like talking about him and saying like where he put his tombstone um, and how important mm-hmm. it was. And then like, and he's like fumbling a little and Miss Piggy is like calm and like, yeah, like, oh, this is where he wanted to be. And you did the right thing. And it's just very like a side of her that we didn't see like an actual gentle wife. Yeah. And it was, it was beautiful. And I was like a little up. I was like, <laughs> oh geez, like this is really, this is really real.
0: <laughs> the harmonies in that song too, like, are really nice, like uh, bless us all with like the the frogs and like the pig children, like um, I the the pig children. I was kind of like put off at first, but like they kind of they grew on me. I, I I thought they were really cute. I <laughs> do love the moment in
2: there where Miss Piggy is just is like uh, insulting uh, Scrooge, and she's like where he is rude mm-hmm. and, and you <laughs> know uncouth <laughs> and a poor dresser. <gasps> <laughs> so that was, that yeah, was I was so like, good. that's the way she's offended. Yeah. But,
0: <gasps> Any other stray observations about this movie?
2: No. Yeah. It's was, it was good. Yeah, it's very good. I will say Beaker giving Scrooge the scarf was the most pure moment. And Anytime I love that so much. Was there. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good
0: movie. I love when Beaker covers Taylor Swift when he's like,
2: Meet me! me, me. <laughs>
3: Yeah, he was so before his time. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay, so let's get into final thoughts on this movie. Um, the way it's wor- Also, oh,
1: Andrew, do you have to bring Taylor Swift up on every episode?
0: Oh, he does bring it up at every circuit. Okay. I was wondering. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, she's his
3: best friend.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're, he's, she's my close personal friend. Like I,
3: he compares uh, every female artist to Taylor Swift. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, the Muppets, funny, yeah, the Muppets, the, the... <laughs> it is a little problematic. <laughs> the, the most like, Andrew, very... no
2: woman is gonna live up to that.
0: Also,
3: why are we comparing women this 2019,
0: Andrew? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm canceled.
3: Also, if you're going to compare women, why Taylor Swift? Why? <laughs> I compare a lot of... Hot
0: I compare a lot of women... I compare a lot of women ours to Don't. Carly Ray Jepsen and she's <laughs> I, I like her just, a lot. I want like
1: You have brought Carly Rae Jepsen up like twice on this podcast and you bring Taylor Swift up every
3: episode. No, like,
0: I, I think Carly Rae Jepsen is
3: also saving pops.
0: She is. Like yeah, I we we should do an episode on her. Anyways. Um Yeah, let's do it. Not you. Anyways.
3: So, oh. <laughs> That's cool. I didn't ever want to be back on this again. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay,
0: so let's get to our final thoughts and ratings of this um, movie. The way we'll do it is we'll go around the horn and talk about... Like, give our, you know, just like our closing sentiment, closing thoughts on this movie, and then give it a rating, one out of ten, blanks out of ten. So, I mean, I okay, here, 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 I'll go, I'll go. Um, I thought it was really cute. Um, sometimes the tone... Was a little all over the place. And the jokes were a little hit or miss. Um, But you know. That said. said, I was like thoroughly charmed by the Muppets. And they're really cute. And they're really. They're really cute. They're really fun. And. um, Yeah. I I just like. um, Again just like tonally. It was like hard to like. It was just like. It didn't click. As well as it could have, it didn't click as well as it could have and should have because, like, I felt like the whole the the clashing of the tones. It's all just like it detracts from each element. Like Michael Caine playing it very straight takes away from the Muppets. I felt and like doing doing like a straight Christmas Carol adaptation takes away from like the Muppet fun and the Muppet silliness. Makes Michael Caine's performance a little worse, it feels like they're kind of like bringing him down to their level a little bit. Um, where I felt where I said it felt like community theater, I said it felt like where this guy's a more like, consummate pro. Um, but that said, like it's like songs are a little forgettable, there's some great ones, but songs are a little forgettable. Um, I love Kermit, I wish there was more of him, uh, and uh i don't know some of those muppets were like a little obnoxious and annoying too <laughs> like but like um all in all i'll give it like a 7.5 Mises out of 10
1: um okay so i thought i'll start the same way that andrew did by saying that it was a very cute movie um and i uh, Thoroughly enjoyed it. I do think that it was, like, a really good adaptation. Um, I think a lot of people attempt A Christmas Carol and, like, do an okay job. But, like, this is one of the better adaptations that I've seen. Um, and I... Yeah, I thought that it was good. I'm not as familiar with the Muppets as you guys are, I feel like, so I don't really have as much to say about, like, that part specifically, but I do really respect the craft, and, uh, I think that it was, uh, really well done, and I do like how there were, uh, little things that, um, even, like, people on the, like, who were involved in the movie, like, uh, didn't know until years later like what Justin (laughs) pointed out about the um, omniscience and like uh, the role that that played in the movie and everything and like how that shifted towards the end Um, but yeah I uh, don't really have a lot else to say I guess so uh, I will give it uh, 8 pig children out of 10 I like that. Very
0: offensive.
3: Oh, I feel a little bad for my rating now, but no, I actually kind of feel the same way as everybody else. um, Not to bandwagon, but I do. I actually like it better having talked about it. Um, I'm and glad I think you that could talk with us about Kind of, of reflects it on the us, movie by itself. The way. Just about. I'm glad we could. Bully you. And- I do bully you, the <laughs> I need it better. But no, I feel like it's something that needs to be shared, Gently is what I mean. <laughs> um, like, because I watch it by myself, just like, Aww. you know, like. Aw,
0: Aaron. i right. <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> my boss. Um, but,
3: um, and so we I feel should have. We should have all had a like,
0: viewing. We should party. have done a
3: group viewing. So, because Next time. of that. <laughs> I feel like initially I did not like it um, as much as I could have, but then after talking about it and hearing all these cool facts that I could have gotten while watching it, I know I would have appreciated it a lot more. So originally I gave it a 6 out of 10, but now I'm giving it a 7 out of 10 framed Michael Caines.
0: (laughs) So, Uh, Justin, what are your thoughts? um,
2: Okay, here's the thing. I love this movie so much more for knowing how close it is to Jim Henson's death. I appreciate it so much more because this was their first outing and their first effort after such a loss. I, I can't express how much I appreciate the fact that they kept going after Jim Henson passed away. And they kept that passion. They kept the passion that he passed on to them. And so I give this fully 10 out of 10 curling up and crying on the ground out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Um, thanks. For, this is so much fun, you guys. I, I was an absolute blast. Um, so let's get weird. into our, um, I've been meaning to listen to that. And I did. Playlist. Playlist. You say that with me. You're supportive <laughs> in that regard. Okay. So.
1: <laughs> You're supportive in that regard. Like, established that before. <laughs> Dang.
0: Okay. Um, so who would like to, uh, who would like to go first?
1: Plus, this is, like, my favorite part of the show. Nothing gonna lie.
0: You don't I'm like seeing like, the title for of the movie. <laughs> or the album. <laughs> That's the part you're like, oh, boy, this again.
1: Well, and I think that it's, like, thoroughly, like, adorable, the, like, name that you came up with for this playlist. Yeah, okay. Like, I've been meaning to listen to that, and I did. <laughs> like, it's so accomplished. All right. Um, all right, I guess I can go first. Um... I'm very uncomfortable because Aaron keeps gesturing to me like every time that there's like a new. Part I was of the actually show. gonna go first this time, oh, okay. and then I was like, "Oh, sure, I can go. It's fine." <laughs> um, but uh, I so most uh, Christmas songs are covers these days, so I chose a cover, um, and uh, it is the second song that I'm featuring by Vanessa Carlton on this show, um. And it is, uh, Happy Xmas, War is Over.
0: Oh, click. And so this is Christmas.
1: What have you done? And, uh, I just really like this song. It's probably my favorite Christmas song. It's, uh, like, a little somber and, um, like... I don't know, I guess it reflects my uh, attitudes towards Christmas a lot, like, uh, I'm glad that we're recording this, um, on Christmas on... Day,
0: Christmas Eve,
1: <laughs> <laughs> We've, we're ignoring 21st, our families actively. December 25th. The longest day of the year. Um, I'm glad that we're, uh, recording this, like, in the summer, though, because, uh, I'm a lot less. Uh, like, as depressed as the summer makes me, like, the holidays make me a lot more depressed, and so I'm glad that, like, we could record this at a time where I could be a little bit more in the Christmas spirit. Because, um, like, Christmas is really complicated to me as somebody who has a complicated uh, family relationship. Dealt with a lot of shit, so... Uh, yeah. This song is... Nice, and it's like cautiously hopeful in a sense, I guess too. Which, like, I feel so.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like that cautiously hopeful. Jeez, wow. Well, well, yeah, that's a lovely choice. I love that song. Okay, uh, who would like to go next?
3: So originally, I was gonna pick something like super basic, like a Holy Night, just because that's <laughs> my favorite Christmas carol. That's song. a good one. I like but that one. Yeah. I decided to be super obscure instead. <laughs> um it's gonna be the trans-siberian orchestra's version of it's called the lost christmas eve and it's very kind of strange because the trans-siberian orchestra is, is very you know orchestral um but it has a lot of rock themes actually like there's a lot of like electric guitar um, and it just kind of has this almost like creepy vibe to it, but I feel like a good depiction of it is like the way you feel when there's like snow on the ground and it's night and you just can't hear anything because, you know, snow makes things like so quiet, especially at night when there's like nobody out, and then there's this song, and it's just kind of like, it has this weird eerie feeling, which is not something that's normal around Christmas time, and I just like the juxtaposition of it being like different. But it's cool.
0: Uh, so my pick is going to be well, um a, it's a so- it's a recent song um that I genuinely enjoy. It's a it's a song I like from a movie I genuinely pretty much enjoyed. Um it's I'm the Grinch by Tyler the Creator. Click.
2: I'm the Grinch Lou I live in Who.
0: This song slaps. It is so... Anyways, this song is from the the new Grinch movie um, that came out last year. And it's like, I think it was like a lot of fun. Like people give illumination animation a lot of crap, but like, you know, the animation was fun and kinetic and like, you know, it was kind of, it was heartwarming in parts, like, and like, but like the real highlight is like Tyler, the creator, helped out the score and he like co-wrote this with like Hans Zimmer and like just like it is it is grandiose and like the way it's pretty amazing how like Tarly the creator like who's known for his like previously like very edgy work is able to like tone it down and like you know keep it kid friendly while still having it be a great song and um I think Left at London summarized it best when uh, she said, like, Tyler, the creator, went from homophobic psychopath to lonely gay man who made the Grinch soundtrack. So, like... (laughs) I, I love this song, and it's, like, a lot of fun. So, that's my pick. Okay, Justin, what's
3: your pick?
0: Um,
2: so... I'm going to Zig, but also Zag. Um... I'm not picking a Christmas song. Fuck
0: you. Right? I'll leave now. How dare you. Sorry. Let, um, me, let me do the but conversation. But I am picking.
2: Screw you. Sorry? Okay, that's fine. Um.
1: Fuck you was over the top. I'm, a, I'm <laughs> a good little boy. I'm a good little boy. Scrooge. Scrooge
0: you. Scrooge you. Yeah. I'm like, Scrooge you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: but I am picking a Muppet song. Okay that On works. <laughs> On brand. So, On bread. I'm picking, I'm going to go back there someday.
0: Ooh, click.
2: This looks familiar. Vaguely familiar. Uh, this is one of Jim Henson's really favorite songs, and it always kind of gets me choked familiar. up. Because it's a song about not feeling like you belong, but then for just one shining moment, you do. And you're loved, and you're safe among friends, and even though it didn't last forever, you'll make it back to that feeling again. And I feel like, especially around the holidays for some people, that's a message that needs to be there. That's what the holidays should be about. Yeah. Yeah
0: well that was our hilarious christmas episode
2: yeah,
1: wonderful
3: was no that was so because because, like, i'm not sweating my ass in. off right now
0: that was so much fun um now let's really sorry really if fun. i was too wholesome
3: <laughs> I love it <laughs> I'm always, Speaking, I'm i always always feel like I'm such a positive person in, in like normal life and I always feel like oh I'm gonna be so happy all the time and then we and I come here, and I'm like, let's shit on things.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. so nope. one, It's
3: fun to complain.
1: So Speaking of wholesome, Justin has prepared a closing sentiment for us today.
2: Three, Three
0: two, one. We, we reach, reach for, for you, you. We and stand, stand tall. tall. And in and our, in our prayers and dreams, dreams we, we ask, ask you, bless, bless us all. Us all. Okay, that was a great day. Wait, Ew. no, that's all wrong. <laughs> that
1: was a great show. Have a, a great, yeah.
2: great
0: day. Have a good day. Yay. Have a good Xmas. Oh, ho, ho, ho. My family's dead.